Hi guys, we're into week two of our series, Jesus is Bigger Than You Think, and we're looking today at the first I am saying, Jesus claim, I am the bread of life. We said last week that to understand these claims of Jesus, we need to do two things. We need to go older and we need to go wider. And to do that this week, we're going to look at two uh, biblical stories, one that we've just heard read to us and one that's much older from the Old Testament from Exodus chapter 16. I think I was uh, capable of technically I might have got one of those fancy green screens a different uh, picture for each one but you're just gonna have to listen to me explain the story. In Exodus 16 uh, Exodus is the story of God rescuing his people uh, from slavery in the land of Egypt uh, and leading them out to a, a promised land a good land. And in chapter 16 of that story, we find the people in a desert. They're six weeks out from Egypt. Um, Moses has been the man that God has used to, to rescue them. But now they're in this desert and their bellies are empty and their hearts are full, but not in a good way. Their hearts are full of, of rebellion, of mutiny, of grumbling. And they, they take this phrase on their lips, God, why did you take us? Why We'd rather be back in Egypt. Yeah, we might have been slaves, but, but at least we had something to eat. And now we're here and we're starving. And God's response is, is gracious. He provides bread for them. When they woke up in the morning, the ground would, was covered in dew. And then as the dew dried up, what was left was white, flaky bread. And then in the evenings, God caused quail, little birds, to, to come in droves upon this, this nation, this, um, this wandering people, and so that they could have bread and meat. And the Bible tells us that for 40 years, this people wandered in the desert, but were daily provided by the hand of God, bread and meat. And this bread was so significant to them, such a, a clear indication of God's love for them, God's care for them, God's provision for them, uh, that they were commanded to, to take up some of it, put it in a jar, and to put it with their, their equivalent of the crown jewels, with the, uh, put it with the, the, the stone tablets where God had commanded his, his law for them. They were to keep it and to remember. And this story had become part of their heritage. This is who we are. God gave us bread. The second story is the one that we've just heard read to us. The story of Jesus feeding thousands of people on a mountainside with just five loaves and two fish. Breaking it up and passing it around and, and everybody being fed, everybody having their fill. And there being 12 basketfuls left over at the end. The second story echoes the first story. For those that had just been fed by Jesus, it was ringing all sorts of bells. This is, this is kind of like what happened to our ancestors. And that's what sparks off a search, a search for Jesus, a search to find him again. And when they do, they come armed with, with questions. When did you get here? What sign will you give us about who you are, about what you're doing? 
And it's in response to that that Jesus makes this claim. I am the bread of life. We're going to look at two main things today uh, under, as we understand what Jesus means by I am the bread of life. And firstly, we're going to look at Jesus transforms their understanding of what they need. Jesus transforms their understanding of what they need. And then Jesus confirms the certainty of his work. Transformation, confirmation. So firstly, Jesus transforms their understanding of what they need. The people come looking for Jesus on the day of the feeding because of the signs that he had performed. If we'd read earlier in John's Gospel, we'd have seen some of those, some of the healings that Jesus did, the the famous turning water into wine. They search for him after the feeding of 5,000, but they can't find him. Jesus uh, goes over to the other side of the lake. And so when they realise that he's gone, they, they go over to the other side of the lake too, and eventually they catch up with him. And in verse 26, Jesus says to them, to the crowds, Very truly, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. He says to them, you think that you're coming because of the spectacular things that I have brought before your eyes. But actually, you're coming because of the satisfactions that I brought to your to your hearts, to your stomachs, but, but ultimately to your hearts. But Jesus isn't finished there. They still want signs. Verse 30 tells us that. What sign will you do? They, they still are looking for the outward thing. And then they bring up the, the old story. Our ancestors got bread from heaven. What are you going to do for us? Yes, they had bread. And yes, their ancestors had had bread. And they looked back and they'd been taught that, that Moses had given them that bread. They don't say it here, but they clearly imply it. And what we see now is Jesus bringing insight into who they truly are, into who, into who humanity truly is. And Jesus says, it wasn't Moses that gave you the bread. It was my father. It was God. And now he is giving you true bread from heaven. That will give life to the world. I am the bread of life. Here's Jesus' insight into humanity. Humanity wants signs. It wants miracles. It wants the spectacular. But Jesus says actually what you want. Is what I can give. Humanity wants the, the answer to come from themselves. That's why when they look back. At the story of their ancestors. They give the credit to Moses. A human answer to human problems. It's more understandable. It's more attainable. But Jesus says, you're looking in the wrong place. You're giving the credit to the wrong person. It, it comes from God. The answer comes from God, not from people. Humanity, Jesus says, wants what Jesus offers. But what they need is Jesus himself. Jesus is the the master doctor who diagnoses the patient much better than the patient diagnoses themselves. 
or even than Google diagnoses them. Maybe you're one of those people who think something's wrong, stick it in Google. Well, maybe we're all that person now. But Jesus is, is better than Google. He's better than a doctor. He's the, he's the master physician. And he diagnoses humanity. And, and let's be honest, let's, let's be real here. Let's replace the word humanity with us. We can come to Jesus looking for, for what he offers. And miss the fact that what he offers, what he truly offers, is himself. We want peace. We want comfort. We want meaning. We want purpose. And Jesus offers all of those things. But he does it by giving us himself. He doesn't say, I am the one who gives the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. He gives us himself. Maybe you've seen one of those um, videos, viral videos of a a soldier returning home. And the the family, maybe it's the the wife or the children, don't know that this soldier is coming back. And then they're they're filmed sneaking in, maybe at Christmas time. And the child's expecting a present from dad who's overseas. And then suddenly dad's there, unexpectedly. And he's the great present. That's just a a slice of what Jesus is, is saying here. Don't just look for, don't accept what the person can give. What Jesus can give. Look for Jesus himself. Jesus is saying, you don't need all those other things apart from me. What you need is is me. I will be your comfort. I will be your hope. I will be your joy. Not better circumstances. And here's where, if we're Christians, maybe, well, all of us, we need to, to repent. Repentance is a biblical word which means to, to turn. And we need to acknowledge that often, We have gone to God and we have gone to Jesus only for what we can get out of him. We've gone to him for the gifts and ignored the giver. How do we know if that's us? Well, if we've turned our back on him when things don't go as we want them to. When, if circumstances get hard and our hearts were saying, God... This is not what I signed up for. If we find ourselves dissatisfied and looking around at other people and thinking, oh, I wish I had what they had. We need to repent. And to trust and to learn that Jesus is enough. And that in Jesus we find better of all of these things. More contentment, more joy, more happiness, more purpose. And none of that is dependent on our circumstances getting better. Jesus is transforming their view, their understanding of what they need. is and transforming our understanding of what we need. We need him. He is the bread of life who comes down from heaven to give life to 
to the world. But let's look at our, our second point. Jesus confirms the certainty of his work. And kind of two main points of this. Jesus invites all and Jesus keeps all. At the start of this interaction with the crowd, Jesus says this. You read it in verse 27. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. The Son of Man is a title that Jesus uses for himself. It's got Old Testament uh, background. I'm not going to dig into that now, but these words that Jesus says here are are a, a deliberate echo of words spoken by God through one of the prophets called Isaiah. You can find the the full thing in Isaiah chapter 55, but let me read to you the start and see if you can hear the, the echo. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread or your and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. Jesus takes up. The words of Isaiah 55. And he does it because as he speaks, as he makes this declaration, I am the bread of life. He is inviting people to come to God. To come and to be filled. People who have no way to do it themselves. Did you notice that? Those who have no money come and buy and eat. It's it's an impossibility. And yet Jesus says it is possible. And he invites people, he invites us to come, to come and see, to come and find, to come and taste. And it is an indiscriminate call. This is not just bread for the Jewish people in the desert. This is not just bread for the people that were on the mountainside. This is Jesus for all the world. Jesus invites you, whoever you are, wherever you are, whether you're watching this or listening to this, no matter your age or your sex, no matter what your history is, what your fears is, fears are, what your doubts are, what your failures are. Jesus invites you to come. And those that come to Jesus will not be left empty. Listen now to what Jesus goes on to say. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. He invites all, and he keeps all. All those that the Father gives to Jesus, he says, he will keep forever and for always. 
But we might ask, well, who is the Father given? Well, Jesus says all those that come to Jesus, who come to the bread of life, they're the ones that the Father has given. Well, but, but how do I know that I will be received, that, that Jesus will accept me and, and keep me? Jesus says, whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. So come to Jesus. Find that he is better than anything else that you might want or desire. Trust that if you come to him, he will give you more. Not not the things that we naturally want. Not more human wealth. Not more financial security. Not more circumstantial happiness. But he will give you himself, which is a guarantee of a more certain happiness. Of a more certain, a more secure comfort. And the promise of resurrection life to come. Jesus says that he knows what we need more than we do. And he offers us life. Jesus claims to be exactly what we need. And he promises that he will lose none of those who trust in him. And maybe for some of us, that's, that's the main thing we need to hear. Jesus will never let us go. He came to earth to do the will of the Father, to, to rescue those whom the Father had given to him, those who would put their trust in him. And none of them will get away. He will keep them. And maybe this week, for some of us, when our hearts and minds are filled with, with failure, with doubts, with lies. In our weakness, we must trust his strength. For he will never let us go. Come to Jesus. Look at Jesus. Believe in Jesus. For he is bigger than you think. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he is a greater doctor, a greater, um, he diagnoses us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And he offers us himself. Father, I pray for us that we would know the reality of Jesus, of knowing him, of trusting in him, and seeing all that he promises flow out of that relationship. Father, grow us in our knowledge and our love of Jesus. Grow us in our awareness of how much he loves us. Grow our faith in the truth that he will never let us go. We pray all these things in his name. Amen.